just kind of this snowball effect where more projects, more costs, more clogged up queues. For the U.S. to meet its climate goals, we need more clean energy projects, projects that require space on the electrical grid. The trouble is, there's a backlog. Some wind and solar projects have been waiting years to be connected to electric grids. Now the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, known as FERC, is taking action to speed up that connection process. Jeff St. John writes about the regulatory issues for Canary Media. It's a newsletter focused on solutions to the climate crisis. Hey Jeff, welcome to ClimateCast. Thanks for having me, Paul. So Jeff, why is there a backlog? Interconnection costs have become a major portion of the total cost of building renewable energy projects. And that is because the transmission grid in this country, in most parts of the country, hasn't grown fast enough to support all the new clean energy that's being proposed and being built. And that means that project developers are often putting multiple projects in the queue, so to speak, to to try to figure out where they're going to be able to afford to build if they get an interconnection. And it's just kind of this snowball effect where more projects, more costs, more clogged up queues, and just a, a real kind of messy situation. So it's clear there's a problem here. What is FERC doing to speed up this process? FERC launched these two big rulemaking processes last year. The first is dealing with interconnection, and the second is dealing with uh, long-term transmission planning. And last month, it issued a ruling on the first one. And this interconnection order tells these grid operators and utilities, go out and reform the way you do interconnection. It tells developers, you need to give us more bona fides on the projects that are interconnecting to make sure that we don't have this duplication or clogging of queues with speculative projects, but it also orders grid operators and utilities to establish uh, and and stick to timelines for doing those big, complicated studies that try to figure out how much those grid interconnections are going to cost for grid upgrades and to get them done. So let's talk about Minnesota. We're part of this mid-continent grid. It includes Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, the eastern Dakotas. It goes all the way south to the Gulf of Mexico. What's happening here? Back in the kind of 2007-2011 timeframe, MISO did something called a multi-value project that went out and got a lot of consensus from a bunch of state regulators and a bunch of utilities and a bunch of, at that time, wind power developers to figure out how to build out a lot of transmission. And they got that consensus. MISO has also gotten a lot of kudos for a newly uh, launched project uh, that's called a long-term transmission plan. And that plan has... Uh, authorized the building of about $10 billion worth of transmission projects in its first tranche. And uh, it is looking at about $20 billion uh, worth of additional transmission projects in its second tranche. So Jeff, as we move forward through this clean energy transition, how is the grid modernization likely to play out in the next decade or so? FERC is going to take another big step on this, uh, either later this year or early next year when it issues this big long-term planning order. Meanwhile, it's, I think, important to recognize that the cost of transmission and building a lot of new transmission is significant. And these costs are passed through from the utilities that are part of grid operator territories onto the customers of those utilities. 
But it's also important to remember that the value of building new transmission could well make up for the cost of building those transmission lines. Jeff St. John with Canary Media, thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thank you, Paul, for having me. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.